0: Join me as we delve into a topic that is often overlooked and often critically impacts how each and every one of us move through the world, make decisions, form connections, and experience life itself. The big T, trauma, that is. On today's episode, we're going to establish the baseline for the podcast series, as well as begin the journey into what it means to experience survivorship as a trauma victim and in establishing the baseline. Hopefully in six months, a few years, or even just in a few episodes, you'll be able to see the difference in in quality and content of the second episode versus future ones. And that is one reason for establishing a baseline. Also, we're going to talk about who I am and without bragging, what do I bring to the table? How can this podcast or at least this segment benefit you? And why should one tell others about this podcast and why they should stay tuned? I believe it should go without saying, but here goes. No man is an island entire of itself. Every man is a piece of the continent, a part of the main. And that is by John Donne. One reason why I believe we, or many of us, experience trauma and have such hard times moving on from it is the fact that as Homo sapiens, we crave and need connections. We're not solitary hunters like cats. Or we may have healed ourselves by now. And talking about connections is something that almost every human being wants, needs, desires, crave, and pretty much that we're wired to seek out. The problem is that we live in a world that is really broken, dangerous, and hurt at times. And as the saying goes, hurt people hurt people. So let's move on to trauma. Some mental health professionals believe trauma can be broken down into two different levels. The big T in trauma and little t trauma. Big T trauma is often referred to as a sudden expiration of a beloved family member. Something that happens that's very devastating and literally changes your life from that moment going forward. Whereas little t or little traumas can be defined more as personal or individual level occurrences like the dissolution of a relationship, be it a friendship or marriage. So I guess I will delve into my plethora of memories to discuss a few smaller level traumas that impacted me in ways I have still yet to unpack. And truly begin to understand, but I have put in a little thought into it. And by that, I mean, I just simply haven't unpacked them. These traumas, these incidents that have happened, happened when I was very young, probably under the age of six for each of these two incidents. And I'm just going to throw them out. Like I mentioned, again, we are talking about trauma and my traumas in particular. So the first incident I can remember, I was definitely a toddler at that point, but there was a Polaroid camera in our living room, sitting there all alone, unattended. And I've seen people, adults mainly, take pictures before. And it seems so, so appealing almost tempting and in other words I believe as a toddler that that camera was actually calling my name. So I somehow got down, I do remember this part because I'm 6'1", I'm, I'm pretty tall now, but as a, a toddler I had to actually crawl out of that chair that I was sitting in to be able to get over to that Polaroid camera and when I did I chose to take a picture. I did it really quickly. Not with a lot of thought, but I can remember once that flash hit, everyone went running and there was a lot of frenzy. What you may not know or understand is that at that moment, I actually had taken a picture with the camera turned backwards. And at that time in the 70s, these cameras had acid that actually came out of them. I did not lose my eyesight luckily I got lucky but I do remember being rushed to the hospital and I just remember the frenzy of the adults around me but I actually do still have a slight mark on my eyebrows from where you can tell that that is my scar from that incident or a scar veneer if not just a scar but it is a scar veneer. And my second event or trauma that I want to talk about happened when an overzealous, newly minted dental hygienist scraped all the enamel off my teeth. I was most likely early school age, kindergarten, first grade when this event happened. But what I do know when I was my mother was explaining this to me is that I I just didn't have the language. I just didn't understand how to describe to her how I felt knowing that my teeth had been damaged beyond repair. Um, And what I also couldn't really process at the time was that this was definitely going to be something that was going to impact me going forward. going on a little bit further on the concept of trauma and survivorship and trying to figure out how to heal oneself, whether through mental health professional assistance or not, is that I am laced to and have early on been willing to step out of my comfort zone to ask for what I need. And over the years, I've taken that challenge to ask what I've needed. But the reality is, anytime I discussed these vulnerabilities, sought out assistance or help, I was often met with resistance, shaming, belittling, and in some instances, straight out denial of my existence as it relates to these deficiencies. And after going through this over and over for many years, I believe that by the time I reached my 30s and realized I was way over my head in in many, many different ways, I just stopped asking for help. By that point, I had had more than 20, 25 years of experience with people shaming and denying and pretty much resisting my request for help. So where does that leave one in a society that often states that African-Americans, blacks and other minorities are less likely to seek out mental health professional care when they need it? How does one seek out something and once they do, they're met with resistance. How does one heal themselves, especially when they realize what they need is absolutely outside of themselves and they're at a loss for how to fix it, how to move forward, how to mend the damage, the scarring of the traumas that have happened if and when the mental health professional is available? Or are unwilling to at least even acknowledge the fact that there could be a problem. So going forward, I will speak about trauma that I've experienced in, within my home, school, marriage, and other aspects of my life. And again, I do believe that by speaking their names, these traumas... I can finally be free and work on healing, forgiveness, putting one foot in front of the other and moving forward with my life. And again, each and every person is different in how they need to work on their traumas. Some people don't need to speak them out into the world, but I do. Going forward, I am going to try to post on Wednesdays, possibly by noon Eastern time. If that doesn't work, I will find a better suitable time slot. Any suggestions are greatly appreciated. As well as I appreciate you and thanking you for joining me on this episode. And I am signing out until next time. We're signing off, rather. And again, this is Dr. Antoinette D. Coslow, DHA. And this has been the Big T, trauma that is. And you're welcome.